Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to listen to every song that's ever existed. <laughs> my <laughs> my guest this week is already laughing at me. Uh, she is a stand-up comic. She writes for the hard times, and she's the host of the upcoming uh, podcast, The Back of the Book. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Erin McLaughlin. 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 I meant to ask you about that before we started. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, McL- uh, I know you've got the joke where you talk about the pronunciation. It's like a name. Glock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, Aaron, how's it going? Good. How are you? Although we've just we've been talking. already been <laughs> yeah. talked for twenty minutes. Um, Fake. I, I always feel like I need to do that. You know, yeah. it's it's the podcasting stuff. But it's uh, kind of like I walk through the door and then you just give me the mic and say, "How is it? How's it going? <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> That'd be real. That that would be, but that would also be like really weird. <laughs> that would be <laughs> like true. super professional. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Um. Uh, before we get into talking about music, er, do you want to give a little bit of background on uh, you, the the hard times and your upcoming po- uh, podcast? I feel like I'm talking weird today. <laughs> sure. Um, so the hard times is a satire music based publication, as you know, and um, so I write for that because it's the I'll Onion for punks. Yes. Well, it's they're kind of <laughs> trying to expand into yeah. other types of music, and I, I think. A lot of the headlines I pitch are indie-based, so, you know, in this episode, we'll see that because we're talking about our hometowns. Um, So I I write for that, and then the back of the book is going to... It's about... I'm going to sit down with comics and writers and give them a summary to a shitty self-published book that's really vague, and then we come up with characters and plot and different plot points and we kind of just improvise it awesome so looking forward to that yeah. sounds great uh aaron before we get into the, the playlists uh what type of music do you listen to generally i listen to indie music <laughs> indie <laughs> bullshit music <laughs> when i'm sad but recently i've decided to start a new chapter of my life so i started listening to indie pop again like okay literally like, today was noah and the whale I Vampire don't, Weekend. Oh, Vampire Weekend is fair. Yeah. I don't know Noah and the Whale really, but Vampire Weekend. I I I go hard with everything leading up to uh modern vampires of the city. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's the the not the most recent album, but the one before that. Okay. I didn't like the new Vampire Weekend. Oh, okay. I just I put on the the songs I listened to in like ninth grade. Like that uh, have fair, no yeah. association with anything now. Um, or in the which those ones past. are also really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, indie bullshit, um, and a lot of chill hop too. It, I guess it changes depending on what mental yeah. state I'm in, but that's generally Fair. it. Yeah, I feel that. Um, uh, so the playlist we're doing today is my hometown, which is <laughs> coincidental that you and I are basically one hometown apart. <laughs> yeah, well, nine minutes away. Um, but even Pleasantville is closer. My second hometown, kind of. Yeah. Uh, well, what's your original hometown? Uh, I know you've mentioned this, but I forget. Yeah. Thornwood. Thorn- Thornwood, Pleasantville, then Briarcliff. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it goes. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so Thornwood. Actually, I was going to in this podcast maybe do half thornwood half pleasantville but then a lot of i didn't really get into music until i went to pleasantville so you know it makes sense that we had some overlap i guess yeah absolutely and kind of what was your approach to this playlist well cynicism i guess (laughs) thinking about all of the indie music that i was like force fed 
Um, <laughs> but then ended up liking and then ended up hating again. And also there's some famous musicians who came out of my town. And so every person in Pleasantville kind of is like, oh, my God, he almost remembered my name at a show in Brooklyn. <laughs> so Hometown heroes. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so that's kind of it just like really characterizes my hometown, some of the artists on this playlist. Right. So that's the approach I took. And I guess it was a little bit cynical, but at the same time, it's kind of, I like that music, but I also hate it. Right. Airing out grievances on your Yes, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, do you want to get into the playlist or? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's uh, kick it off with your first song, which I gonna guess is the person from your hometown is Heads Giving by Porches. Porches is the, yeah, <laughs> that's the band that came out of uh, my hometown. Um, and I, I believe they're from SUNY Purchase. Yeah. Which a friend of mine that went to Purchase told me, uh, oh, their uh, Porches is just a, a Purchase reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Tell me a little bit about this song. Um, heads giving. Uh, well, it starts out with near, 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 and then it talks about. Um, giving his GF, I think, um, head, head. <laughs> before she heads to therapy. And I'm pretty when sure... When she this wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so I think his girlfriend at the time was Greta Klein from Frankie Cosmos, which is a fucking... I hate Frankie Cosmos, honestly. I mean, I don't know the person as a person, but I just don't like don't the like music. The I don't either, to yeah. be totally honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I too sad girl sort of yeah. indie thing. I, I thought you were about to just start throwing shade at Greta Klein. No, I'm Greta like, Klein seems very... She seems very sweet. Um, I've seen her. I've seen her at parties before. <laughs> you know, I'm in. Um... She seems very sweet. This I just don't like her music. This is the most episode so far, <laughs> and we're on the first song. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm an asshole. See, I'm, I, I, like, hate myself because I kind of am what I hate, you know, and this playlist kind of shows it, no. I guess. We, we, we all kind of are. You know, I, I always roast kind of, like, sad boy bullshit, mm -hmm. and I, I end up thinking, well, this is also the shit that I love. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, let's move to my first pick, which is the complete opposite of that. Yeah. It's My Hometown by Bowling for Soup. Song goes out to my good friends Especially the ones I had before the Grammy nominations of 2003 and all the girls from back in high school Who actually spoke to me and a marching band geek I hope this song finds you well 
Um, I I love bowling for soup with a passion. I've always loved bowling for soup, and that's not really a yeah. very respectable take to have, I don't uh, think. I think music taste is all subjective, so you can't say whether it's good or bad. Um, yeah, but... Uh, like, objectively good or bad. That's true. Um, I, I will stand by that part of the reason why I loved bowling for soup was when I was in... Uh, middle school uh, when I was a full-on metal kid. I was like Mm. playing in a metal band and my friends would always talk about like Slayer and Megadeth and Marilyn Manson. The one band that I would like sneak off to the side and listen to was Bowling for Soup Mm. because they're silly, they're kind of funny and they reference all the metal bands that I like. Okay. Where, uh, you know, the bands that, I at the time said sucks, but now I really enjoy and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of like, you were just lying to yourself. I w- still wouldn't listen to like Green Day and Weezer and shit like that. Um, but this one, I kind of took a literal approach with the very first song just mm-hmm. because I figured this is the only place I could fit this in. And uh, it kind of makes me feel a lot about how... Uh, kind of now I'm still living in my hometown and Mm. everyone has left. And the chorus of this is, I hope you got the fuck out of our hometown. Oh, gosh. The hometown references and songs, that's kind of when you know it's bordering on pop punk, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. um, What was it? Uh, There was a meme maybe like two weeks ago that was all country songs are I'm going to live and die in my hometown with a happy face. And then (laughs) pop punk songs, I'm going to live and die in my hometown with a sad face. (laughs) (laughs) That's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much two opposite types of music or maybe rap and country. Cause then old town road is like, that's why people like it. It But anyway, Not going to get into Old Town Road, but um, how do you think this characterizes your hometown? It's because you stayed? Uh, yeah, generally that's it. It's it's kind of straightforward with that. I don't, you know, I, I kind of think about... It, it's funny now because when I was in high school and stuff and even middle school, I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to get out of town. I'm going to be a musician or an actor or something like this. And, you know, I'll I'll come back for like my high school reunion and, mm-hmm. you know, people will be like, oh, man, you're, you're doing great. And now I'm still living in my hometown. I'm doing stand up comedy, which mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy generally. But it's also weird because I went to my high school reunion and everyone was like oh it's great that you're doing comedy and they're like surprised you're not in a band though oh my gosh really Um, you had a high school reunion already we did one at five years god i fucking hope mine's not at five years (laughs) um we did yeah we did it right after college graduation Um, maybe i wasn't invited I don't know. <laughs> um, it w- we did it uh, Thanksgiving weekend after the year after uh, uh, in 2016, I think, or 2017. Mm. 2017, actually, now yeah. that I think about it. Wow. But uh, yeah, it's but it, the problem with doing it then is like no one's really changed all that much in five years. You have, That's but true. you haven't. <laughs> no, yeah, you could still rekindle like old flames and you probably look pretty much the same. 
Yeah, it's it, it, it was it was funny just because I was like, oh, I want to like party hard with the people that I I really didn't know, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I, I just ended up talking to my friends that I'm still in touch with, and I'm yeah. like, this is bullshit. Right. You know, had like a few conversations with people, but otherwise, I'm just like, what am I doing? High school uh, never ends. It does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to your next pick, which is another Porch's song, The Cosmos. Oh. Pay no attention while I'm getting spaced out. So, admittedly, I didn't like this one as much as the first Porch's song, but yeah. tell me a little bit about this. Um, everybody in my high school listened to this song. Um, and I don't know, what, what is the, the chorus? It's like, I don't live here, I live in the cosmos. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know if that's a Frankie Cosmos reference, but I'm going to guess it is. Ooh, that's a good I think catch. she's in this song. I have no idea. In the chorus, or in harmonizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it probably is. Uh, I really like the album art for this. Though. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, and how does I it characterize your hometown? <laughs> well, just as, like, sad indie, I guess. Okay. Um, and just everybody was obsessed with this album because of Aaron Maine, who went to Pleasantville High School. Right. So I think it characterizes my hometown because it's just like hipster sort of, but like also at the same time, a different type of hipster. It's not objectively bad or uh, I'm contradicting. (laughs) I'm sorry. I spit. I'm contradicting myself. God. Um, It's not, it's not, you know, the worst hipster, whatever, ever. (laughs) I don't. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I get that. I, what it kind of, I had never really listened to porches before this, mm-hmm. admittedly. Um, I think I had, but never wasn't, it never registered with me. And what kind of hit me with this is it, it is very similar to a lot of the emo revival, like bedroom pop type stuff. I yeah. like a lot, yeah. uh, like a little bit like early adult mom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense because they're all like they're all like Brooklyn, right? Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Well, that whole purchase was a whole scene. I th- it probably yeah. still is, admittedly, but yeah, it's definitely. not uh, like I just I feel like what what year did you graduate college? College? Yeah. Uh, last year, so twenty nineteen. So twenty nineteen. So like this year, I'm trying to. So I graduated twenty sixteen. So like. I feel like I was in sort of a sweet spot for like purchase, like New Paltz, Bard College type bands. Right. Because like when I was in college, like this was before they got canceled, but Power Bottom mm-hmm. was like a brand new band. 
uh, Mitski was still doing like basement shows in like Purchase and New Paltz and Damn. that area. Diet Sig had just formed. Oh, and right. I remember like Porches was kind of blowing up and they were like right on like the precipice of all that stuff. Yeah. The, these were 2019, I mean 2015, because it was my senior year of high school. So that's when this album blew up with everybody at my school. So at my high school. And then it didn't really carry over into college, except I did. I carried <laughs> it over. I was like, look at me. I'm so fucking cool. And then whenever somebody liked Porches, I was like, <laughs> like oh, I my God, we're going to be best friends. Like, I went to, you know, high school with Aaron Main, except, like, technically not because he's a lot older than me. <laughs> but it's like his ghost was still there. Like, right, the whole yeah. town is a ghost of Aaron Main, I feel like. Were, were you friends with him or... No, I didn't know him at all because he was you know, like, he was I, like I saw him in the school sometimes. <laughs> His fucking ghost. Um, that's a little bit how I feel with a uh, diet sig because yeah. I went to. Uh, I think that Alex dropped out of New Paltz. I and I don't know that in case she wasn't probably will never hear <laughs> this. Yeah. But um, we uh, she was actually like close friends with like one of my sweet mates. Mm. Uh, my sophomore year so like she would like come over and like drink and party with us and really? she wasn't huh. in diet sig yet though in new paltz yeah oh so okay because diet sig's a new paltz band and oh, then like I didn't know that. yeah and then like we we were just we would hang out and drink and like i definitely hit on her a few times <laughs> too but i was uh, it was one of those things that like now i like go and i start talking to people and people are like oh i like diet sig i'm like oh i went to college with alex used to drink with her in my dorm room. yeah right there's a certain pride there yeah a shameful pride Kind of. That one, I always feel ashamed in case someone's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to them. And I'm like, she doesn't remember me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I will always remember I drank with the lead singer of Diet Sig. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of drinking songs, my next pick was Out on the Town by the Dropkick Murphy. Out in my uninsured 88. It's time to get Maggie down at the bar. She said, don't you punch Debbie Lee. interesting i uh, they were big in my middle school that that kind of makes sense a yeah. little bit thornwood like timeline wise yeah just because yeah. like i for me dropkick murphy's uh narrated a lot of high school for me mm -hmm. because you know one of my best friends my best friend growing up you know, is very proud that he's Irish American. <laughs> As most are. Yeah, but uh, it's, uh, you know, my uh, my last girlfriend, Shannon, was Irish American. She is Irish, not Irish American, <laughs> Irish. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Wait, really? Irish? Irish. Irish, Irish. 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 Dang. Um, and would always give me shit being like, oh, you know, you're American. <laughs> right. You're and Irish, though, right? 
I'm American. Uh, but yeah, Irish <laughs> American. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like we would listen to Dropkick Murphys a shitload and like we would just drive around and this album came out, I think my freshman year of college. Okay. And that was the... I saw Dropkick Murphys like twice that year and then they haven't put out anything that I've liked since then. Really? Yeah. Well, I feel like they get really big around St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one time a year people play? Yeah. Probably. Imagine playing like Dropkick Murphys on Halloween at like a Halloween party with well, work. So the, the year I saw Dropkick Murphys twice, uh, once was around St. Patrick's Day because yeah. they do their big St. Patrick's Day tour every year. And then I saw them again in like June. <laughs> That's um, so weird. And it was wild. Really? Uh, for a little while, that was the best show I had seen. Like, oh. I, I really enjoyed it. They they put on a good show. They're mm-hmm. a ton of fun, high energy. Um, but yeah, and then this album just kind of, this wasn't a song that we would put on, mm-hmm. but like when, you know, I imagine you probably spent a lot of nights in cars just driving around with nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. Especially when we couldn't legally drink. Yeah. Yeah. We would, so me and like two of my friends would do that. And like we would put on like either songs that we thought were funny and then a couple songs that we just thought were awesome. Mm-hmm. And songs like I'm Shipping Up to Boston and uh, State of Massachusetts by Dropkick Murphys were mm-hmm. staples. And then this song out on the town just kind of narrates that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then it also that has makes sense. stuff about drinking and partying, which right. by the time this came out, not that we could legally do it, but we did it. Yeah. Did so. you guys go out to bars or did you hang out like on the track or something? It, it would be like, oh, where can we get booze? And then mm-hmm. like, you know, we would like, we would sit like in my backyard or something. Oh, or, yeah. that's cute. That's nice. Yeah, very romantic. I still <laughs> like. <laughs> I still like sitting in my backyard right. drinking. Yeah, me too. I for us it was we'd get liquor somehow or beer and then go to the high school track, and yeah, like either listen to porches or that's fair something. Um, did you ever hang out and drink beers and cry? Because the next song on your playlist is uh, Tears Over Beers by Modern Baseball. <laughs> by a syndrome of sorts in my bones. That girl who's next to me. Wait, next, like right next to me. She found herself bored to tears. She realized if she wanted conversation, she's out of luck for three more years. Did you know that song? I was of wondering. Of course. Okay, okay. Oh, I fu- cool. I love modern. I've seen modern baseball like six times. I I've seen them twice. I wonder if we went to the same show. Uh, I don't know if you'll remember, but it was oh. modern baseball and the men zingers, and modern no. baseball was just getting big. That was a good show. I remember seeing modern baseball, and it was when sports came out. Right. And I was like, holy shit! Like this band's awesome. What I really the, don't like their newer stuff. Oh, I, I don't I, mean to sound like a douchebag, but you do. Just, <laughs> I don't. I do. Um, but in the sense that I really like more um, the lo-fi. DIY lo-fi. That's yeah. fair. Uh, yeah. What was the other show you saw the modern baseball at? Um, you know, I honestly actually. Oh, it was when they were more pop punk. And then, yes. OK, it was April 17th, 2015. <laughs> and it was at the Best Buy Theater. 
Oh, opening for The Wonder Years. Yes. Okay. I almost went to that show and didn't. Really? I saw Modern Baseball like two months after that for the first time. They mm-hmm. were at the Marlin Room in Webster Hall, which is maybe like a 500 capacity venue because mm-hmm. Webster Hall, I don't know if it still does, but it had three rooms at the time mm-hmm. where the basement held like 200 or something people. Yeah. Middle room held 500 and uh, the big room holds like 1800. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing them in the middle room was insane because you're going to miss it all had just come out and mm-hmm. it was, it was getting attention, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, like the cultural staple that it ended up becoming Mm -hmm. and then having uh, on that tour, they had uh, tiny moving parts who were no one at the time uh, sorority noise and the hotel year and the hotel Mm -hmm. year had just put out a home like no place is there. Yeah. Um, And it was, it was just a killer lineup and Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then like the next time I saw them, they were playing like maybe the main or no, I saw them open for the wonder years once. Right. Um, but then like any other time I saw them headlining, they were playing huge rooms. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were, but, uh, yeah. So tears over beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about the song a little bit. Okay. Well, I got my heart broken once, uh, as teenagers Only do. Once. <laughs> no, but, uh, one of the first, I guess one of the first times, um, yeah, I got my heart broken, and it was a big thing. And then I was up till 6 in the morning in my bed crying, listening to this song, Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie, <laughs> and um, and Little Motel by Modest Mouse. Okay. And I even, I think, made a playlist on um, iTunes just to make it easier to listen to those three songs that's on fair. repeat. And so that's what this song always reminds me of and the lyrics just like super hit home like you're not like the girl not being good enough and like yeah all that shit and i it really helped me through what i was going through this song um for me that song on sports is a sea sucker yeah, um, and like I, I like reckon you grew up in a town, <laughs> town that says reckon all the time. <laughs> um, but having uh, but he, it, it's funny because I this was probably the first modern baseball song I ever heard. Mm-hmm. But for me, I always just associate it with freshman year of college and partying, and I was like, oh, tears over beers. But I was also really happy. Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't a sad song. And then as I got more into modern baseball being like oh see a sucker is narrating you know this breakup or you know yeah. uh you know uh the later work just kind of being like oh i'm generally depressed mm-hmm. <laughs> true this this is i don't know i think this album has a lot of kind of breakup songs yeah. on it like it's it was, i remember it was very relatable um to me did you ever watch the modern baseball documentary no, what the fuck? It, they, it, it's like self-produced. There must it's be a dad who turned that on and was really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's called Trippin' in the Dark, so it's not <laughs> like it's not like modern baseball, the story of it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's 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 cool. It's it came out around the time Holy Ghost was coming out. Mm. Uh, but one of the narr- the narration they have at the beginning, they said, uh, "Oh, they wrote songs about girls," and well mostly just about girls <laughs> and that's very true that's for me at the time that that came out i'm like this is crazy relatable yeah yeah um but yeah 
Was so. for your hometown? Was it more the pop punk men singers? Um. So. Oh wait, <laughs> men singers. Sorry. Modern, modern baseball. We'll get into men. Yeah. W- yes. But uh, you know, funny for me when I was living in my hometown, a lot of the stuff. I feel like I was generally more like, like early 2000s indie bullshit. A lot of like the pop punk stuff wasn't really hitting home for me until I got to college. Mm. And like, because that was around the time that bands like uh, Modern Baseball and The Wonder Years and uh, World is a Beautiful Place all sort of came to a front when I got to when I got to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but like stuff like the Gaslight Anthem, I uh, started getting into mm-hmm. when I was living here. But it, it's funny how like that stuff kind of came to me so late and especially when I was living away from home, but it really reminded me of home and became sort of what I listen to here now. Um, But yeah, when I was living here, it was a lot of heavy metal and a lot of like Radiohead. Right, (laughs) that makes sense. I just moved back home. um, So, you know, of course that like makes a lot of nostalgia and like memories flood back to you. So I've kind of almost reverted back to some of this music. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to do the complete opposite now. (laughs) And going with the indie pop. Yeah. yeah. Um, This is... My next pick is an artist I have generally grown out of, but when I listen to it, it makes me nostalgic for summertime. That's Atlas by Man Overboard. Mm. Um, when I look at my neighbors and take notes on being normal, how to wave and be nice, or talk to a child, or offer a hand, or actually smile, maybe I'll learn how to talk to people. Maybe I'll learn how to laugh. Maybe I'll end up just like my dad. But I just don't feel like a grown up yet. With yeah. a Defend Pop Punk t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> um, which I just got rid of uh, like really? a year ago. I I used to rock the Defend Pop Punk shirts a lot. How old are you now? I'm 25. Okay, I feel like you're on the verge almost. Wasn't one of your Hard Times articles? <laughs> <laughs> I I read that. I almost messaged you and I was like, this, uh, this isn't fun for me. <laughs> a lot of people, ca- so the headline was... Uh, guy on the verge of being too old to wear a pop yes. punk t-shirt and i don't i wasn't trying to self-reference but it's just it's something i noticed that there was there was i don't know i met this guy who was wearing a pop punk t-shirt i was like he looks a little old to be wearing what that shirt and then was he, it? i don't remember oh. but then he was he had gauges and then he mentioned he had a daughter like a three-year-old daughter oh. who he like does not help at all and then he started talking about dmt so i'm like i feel like 25s it's good you threw it out yeah yeah (laughs) i mean the the thing i still mostly wear band t-shirts but Mm -hmm. i kind of make a uh, i have to look at them and be like can i wear this Mm -hmm. like and people might not totally get that this is some band or whatever like a lot of them have like flowers and bullshit or really Mm -hmm. simplistic designs and things like that um, but with Man Overboard, I 
I think that probably if they were still a band, uh, they would have shirts that I would probably wear. But like, mm-hmm. I really can't go around with a shirt that says like "Defend Pop Punk" on the front, and you're so worth all of this torture on the back. Oh my god! Um, Did it say that? No, oh. uh, but they've they've sold shirts that say you're so right. worth all of this torture. <laughs> um, oh my god! And I've thought about buying them before. So valid. Um, but you know, with Atlas, it's kind of one of those songs where it's just, you know, it's very straightforward in saying, you know, I'm living at home and I don't totally know how to be a person. Yeah. And you know, I right now I have really bad imposter syndrome with my new oh. job. Um, oh yeah. Where I'm kind of like, I really don't deserve to be here. They all are going to realize that I'm not a real adult with no journalism experience and oh they're going to fire same. me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did I just bring this all to a front for you? No, yeah. Well, it's just at my job, they're always talking about comics who I don't know. Yeah. And I just have to pretend that I know. Oh, that's how I feel whenever I'm talking to comics. And they're oh, like, really? did you see that clip of, of this person? And I'm like, oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. you know. The thing is, I, I don't know if you're the same way, but I would much rather listen to music than listen to a stand-up special. Um, it depends on the mood I'm in, that to be totally sense. honest. Um, yeah. I it, it varies. It really does. A lot of the time now... Like, if I'm reading, I'll put on music. But if I'm, like, you know, just kind of, like, fucking around on my phone playing games, I'll put on a podcast or something. Yeah, Um, makes sense. Or if I have a comic that I get obsessed with and Mm -hmm. I find out they have an album, I'll check it out. Just because, like, like I went on a kick with... (laughs) I'm worried I'm going to, like, cause this now. uh, Do you know Dan Soder? No. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a good comic. Yeah, he, I know him. That's me. <laughs> um, he just filmed a special for uh, HBO. Um, mm. He's on the show Billions. Um, great comic. Really funny. Um, but I found out he had like an album and I'm mm. like, oh, I have to check this out yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I do get that where like, even if it's someone I know, but like I don't know very well, I'm kind of like... Let's see how this goes. Right. Like, um, I was having a conversation with a comic about Doug Stanhope. Don't know who that is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I know who that is, but I don't know any of his stuff. Yeah. And, like, I was just kind of like, uh-huh, yep, cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do that, too, all the time. Um, let's go to your next pick, which is Drama Meme by oh. Modest Mouse. <laughs> I I should know Modest Mouse a lot better. I thought you had a Modest Mouse t-shirt. 
I've seen no, you in it. Yeah, no, I've seen you I in it. I do not own a Modest Mouse t-shirt. Yes, um, you do. I've seen and Modest Mouse twice. Yeah, well, that's why you own a t-shirt, <laughs> because I saw you wearing it at Lucy's. Like, when I first started going to Lucy's, before I started doing comedy, and was I, just like, I'm going to be somebody who watches, but which is fine, whatever. But I'm going to, like, go through it. all my shirts and be like, what does she think the Modest Mouse shirt it's, is? I'm pretty sure, see the beige-ish beige color of that? It's, like, that color of, like, that back of that photograph. I... That narrows it down a lot <laughs> because I mostly have like black and like navy blue and gray shirts, but also could be wrong. You might be thinking of a national T-shirt. I don't know. No, but uh, let me know if you find it. Uh, I don't have it. I know I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to think what it might <laughs> be. Uh, but tell me about Drama Mean. Uh, well, again, a lot of people in my hometown listen to. Modest Mouse, and I got into them when I was a sophomore, and they're still one of my favorite bands. Um, I got a, a Modest Mouse poster when I was in uh, um, high school, and I still have it, and I don't feel ashamed of liking them or People anything. People still love Modest Mouse. I, yeah, I think they're so versatile and so talented, um, and so yeah, it reminds me of my hometown, because everybody listened to Modest yeah. Mouse, and but it wasn't like it wasn't really that douchey, you know. Yeah. As, as like porches was. That's well, I think because what ended up happening with Mod, this is I'm gonna assume this is early Modest Mouse because it sounds super emo. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Modest Mouse kind of crossed over into you know indie rock stardom with Float On, mm-hmm. that kind of like put them in a class along with bands like Radiohead or something where, right. you know, people that like, like I like indie music, but just like Radiohead and mm-hmm. like the black keys and stuff yeah. are like also liked modest mouse. Right. Where if they kept making music like this, it would just be like, they would be like a major emo band. Mm-hmm. That's true. They would be, I mean, I think, yeah, this is pretty early Modest Mouse, but now that I think about it, what Pleasantville liked was early Modest Mouse, so it was, in a sense, kind of (laughs) douchey. Like, everybody's like, oh, you only know Float On kind of attitude, I guess. That was me. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But also, I think Float On's a good song. Yeah, There's a reason it's popular. Yeah, it is. My personal favorite Modest Mouse song is uh, Bukowski. Yeah, the um, banjo in yeah, that. Yeah, that one's insane. awesome. Um, the the first time I saw Modest Mouse, they were opening for Brand New. The second oh, cool. time I saw them, they were headlining. Um, and I got super excited whenever he took out the banjo, and they didn't play Bukowski. Are you kidding? And me? they didn't play Float. <laughs> they at the Modest Mouse show I went to, I think they played both. But actually, Bukowski's my favorite song by them oh, too. Nice, yeah, yeah. It's so I I remember showing it to somebody who showed me Modest Mouse, and then he learned it on the banjo. Oh, so that was that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't top that <laughs> for me. I was no. just like, I'm like, it's this literary guy that I like. Yeah. Um, cool. let's move to my next pick, which is backflip by the front bottoms. I don't see me mad at situations. I see me turn and walk away. I see a tattoo. Yeah, I will probably 
have some overlap. No, we we do some talent of the hawk, and you've oh, got yeah. early front bottoms too. We'll get yeah. there when we get there. Right. So yours, how is front bottoms like your hometown? Um. Well, so they're from Bergen, New Jersey, which it, my understanding is very similar to Westchester, just mm-hmm. right over the bridge. Um, and I remember coming home from college one year and, you know, telling a friend of mine, oh, I found this band, The Front Bottoms. And um, she was like, oh, I love The Front Bottoms. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, you know, and we really bonded and we went to see The Front Bottoms like that December. Um, and y- when I, it's my friend Emily who oh. like, she's like, she lives in LA now, but like whenever she comes, we'll just go and we'll still drive around like we're in high school and like we'll just play front bottom songs and oh, sing along to them. That's so cool. Uh, this isn't one of them. Oh, this is not. Not uh, it's not like one of the big ones for us. I feel like if we um, put it on, um, she would know it. But this also makes me think of um, I used to work at Sleepy Hollow Country Club. Um, and I remember one summer there was an intern working there that I had a massive crush on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was from Florida. And this song has the line where he's like, oh, I'll move to Florida and I'll buy a brand new pickup truck. And like, it's a little weird <laughs> and stalkery in that sense. Yeah. But also like I for some reason I was super into it that summer and that girl didn't like me back. So I'm just like, Oh, you know, watch your boyfriend wonder if I'm dead inside (laughs) really kind of hit me. Uh And I would just kind of like sit around alone and drink alone to this. "Eh." Did you ever um, ask her out? Uh, I did. And she rejected me and you know, it's fine. Uh, And then I got wasted one night and probably said things I shouldn't have said, but I don't know. Uh, As it goes. Yeah, you know, we all do stupid shit when we're blackout drunk. True, especially Um, at that age. um, Yeah, this wasn't that. (laughs) I was like 22. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe maybe I'll do that soon because I'm 22 now. Um, But December of what year? Because I think I might have been there. Was it at Webster Hall? Yes, Champagne Jam. Champagne Jam. So who was, do you remember the lineup? Uh, well, so they did like the big three floors of Webster Hall takeover. Oh. And uh, Kevin Devine opened. Craig Finn from the Hold Steady also opened. So So Glows played. I'm not sure. I actually don't think I know because I only got there for the front bottom. Oh, okay. Do you remember, was it 2014? Yes. I was at that oh, show. Oh, we were at the same show. No, and... That was one of the rowdiest crowds I was in. Mm. And at one point when I was in the pit, like a guy, he was trying, I assume like grab his girlfriend's arm or something. And he grabbed the girl in front of me's arm or next to me. And he pinched like a piece of my skin, but he was like squeezing tight. Mm -hmm. So like he held it tight for like, you know, like a minute or so. And then, like, I was like, oh, wow, that really hurts. But then, like, I kept going. And then I had a bruise the size of a baseball (laughs) the next day. Um, But also with that show, I had 2014 was a really rough year for me, like, emotionally. um, Had had a lot of heartbreak and shit. And, like, just kind of, like, that show really was was cathartic for me Mm -hmm. with, like... uh, 
you know, they played like taking my Uzi to the gym, which mm-hmm. like kind of a problematic early from bottom song. But at the moment that was what I needed to hear and yeah. just be like, fuck you, fuck everything, <laughs> you know, and like scream along. And I cried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I'm very That's self-conscious cool. about talking about crying at shows on the podcast because Frankie texted me saying you say that just about every episode. <laughs> Well, that's what some concerts are for, or maybe all of them. Let's keep on moving along Mm -hmm. to your next pick, which is Your Heart is a Muscle the Size of Your Fist by Ramshackle Glory. (laughs) Dolly, you never show me nothing but kindness. Say I know how sad you get And some days I still get that way But it gets better It gets better It gets better Sweetie, it gets better, I promise you And she tell me, she tell me Your heart is a muscle It's the size of your fist Keep on loving Keep on fighting That's a big Pleasantville song because I was folk punk for a while. I There's a couple songs that are super folk punk on your playlist. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about this one. Um, well, I don't know. I used to, I had a patch on my jacket, which I still have, but I don't wear. And it says, your heart is a muscle the size of your fist. People used to listen to this song a lot, play it on guitars, rolling joints on their bed. Um just I have so many memories with this song in particular and we all just wanted to be like sitting on the train track smoky American spirits and drinking 40 ounces or something because that's the whole folk punk yeah lifestyle and we're we're like middle class, <laughs> middle class Westchester, Westchester kids. white kids yeah <laughs> I think I think folk punk's mostly like white right? yeah yeah I don't know Mo- I would per- think so Pat yeah. the bunny definitely. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like he's white yeah. and recording out of a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is, so you end up having like a couple of like Andrew Jackson, G, uh, well, AJJ now mm-hmm. songs. Uh, so there is like a, you know, there is sort of like folk punk is sort of the, you know, aware white kids, mm-hmm. but also I woke. Th- there's yeah, the white, the woke white kids, but there's also the part of me that's like, these are all just kind of like, I always think folk punk is like middle class kids from Pleasantville. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is. Which is relatable to anyone that hears this because yeah. Pleasantville is a, it's, I don't it know sounds like the most middle class. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? Um, did in Briarcliff, did that transfer over? Did you have any folk punk? I know no one in Briarcliff that knows anything about folk uh, punk. I'm sure someone does. Like, it, it's funny. If you go to, like, uh, Apple, uh, like, Apple uh, Music, mm-hmm. they have, like, a folk punk of essentials playlist, but it also has stuff like Frank Turner in it and stuff. And, like, I know kids from Briarcliff that like Frank Turner, mm-hmm. but I'm also kind of, like... That's not really folk punk, <laughs> you know, where yeah. it, it's like pop punk. It's folk inspired, but it's more like gaslight anthemy type yeah. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I my folk punk actually fuck. 
My folk punk pa- phase was in high school. Really? Uh, what be- grade? Like 11th or 12th grade okay. because I got into uh, AJJ. Oh. Um, mainly because I was a little edgelord and I just thought the <laughs> offensive lyrics were funny. Right. <laughs> and like I would sit in my room and I'd put my iPod on and play like just AJJ songs yeah. and play Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I remember... Um, I played it in my art class because we were allowed to play music, and it was like, uh, there's a lyric that's like, uh, there's a rapist and a Nazi living in our tiny oh. hearts, and then, or everyone's tiny hearts, and my art teacher was like, turn that off. <laughs> um, well, we'll get to that, because yeah. that song is on your playlist. Oh, right, right. Uh, but let's go to my next pick for, the, for now, which is Space Exploration to Solve an Earthly Crisis by The World is a Beautiful Place, and I Am No Longer Afraid to Die. <laughs> Still my favorite band name. It's funny. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> um, it, it, it's funny because it's a it is a joke name, mm-hmm. but like it's like it, when I first heard it, I'm like, that's just really beautiful. I'm mm-hmm. I'm super into that. But um, do, do you listen to the world as or? No, but I did. I think as like a freshman in it's college. Fair. Like that, briefly. That was when I found them and oh, <laughs> fell okay. in love. So do you still listen to them? Yeah, yeah. I uh, They just put out like a compilation of like B-sides and stuff. And like I was listening to it yesterday. Oh, and cool. I was like, oh, this is, uh, this still hits hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but th- this album I don't really listen to a whole lot anymore. This is from the Between Bodies EP album, mm-hmm. whatever it is where um they did it with a poet Mm -hmm. so when this album came out i was i was right on the cusp of getting into like slam poetry Mm -hmm. um and it's it ended up being like now i kind of think the poetry is a little bit corny Mm -hmm. but also it it was a moment where i would like put it on and like just drive alone at night and be like oh you know i'm just thinking about life (laughs) you know i I think that driving to music is the best ever which is why i don't like listening to podcasts in the car but you know driving around your hometown and listening to the world is a beautiful place and i'm not afraid to die i'm sure is a vibe uh it is yeah um especially like the first like two or three uh, the first two or three albums just because mm-hmm. like it was it that's so hometown based and personal sounding mm-hmm. and they're like from connecticut so it, oh really yeah it resonated with me in that sense just because i assume they're from an area that's not all that different from westchester probably not and we have the same nasal voices as them exactly um where in Connecticut, you know? Uh, if, I want to say it's called Wallingford, but I don't. Oh, uh, I feel like that's wrong. Or Waterbury? No. Okay. Uh, 
I can't remember. I think it's Wallingford, but yeah. I don't quote me on that. So it's basically relatable because their hometown's probably pretty similar to yours. Yeah. And See. like, you know, just kind of like that first album was just straight personal. Mm-hmm. And like then like as they got bigger, they became more political. And I think that their newer stuff is better than that, but it's not you know, it doesn't necessarily hit the same way mm-hmm. that like hearing a song like we left uh, a line like we left the car parked on the lawn again. Do you think the landlord's pissed does? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, where like I love it when they are singing about Trump and being like, I can't wait to watch you die. But I'm also like, eh, you know, <laughs> we all kind of feel that way. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> this is relatable to everyone, not just to me. <laughs> right. Right. So then that takes some of the fun out of it. Yeah. But then having this album where it was just a poet talking about, like, outer space, I was, Mm. you know, just driving at night with the stars and Mm. being like, oh, wow, the stars in space. You know, (laughs) I'm a a poetry kid. (laughs) Um, But actually, funny enough, so your next pick, it is the song you referenced, People 2, The Reckoning by AJJ, formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jackson. your art class story yeah Um, yeah tell me a little bit about this song well my town was very folk punk at one point or the people i was involved with were very folk punk when i first transferred into pleasantville um and so it i don't know we used to listen to this song a lot and i remember my mom once laughed at the line uh, your bipolar illness, it comes and it goes. Bipolar disorder runs in my family. Oh, so okay. <laughs> so I don't know. But I don't know. That's kind of... I, I still can relate to this song. Um, so this is a song when I got into AJJ, I thought was funny because I thought those lines about there's a rapist and a Nazi living mm-hmm. in our hearts was a funny line. And then the here's to you, Mrs. Robinson part, I also yeah. thought was really funny. But then, like, as I got older, I'm like, oh, no, this is actually (laughs) really relatable to me. And, like, then even, like, the stuff I thought was funny ended up becoming stuff that I'm like, oh, this is, uh, this also hits home. Yeah, yeah. There was, I I actually have a, I do have a memory tied to this song. My first 420 ever, (laughs) I went to see Andrew Jackson Jihad with my friends who were all stoners and uh, smoked you know, my it was my first 420, wearing a drug rug. I have a picture with him and, like, <laughs> a few other people. And I was stoned out of my mind. And um, he played this song. And then it says, you're parasympathetic. 
nervous, nervous system, system reacts. Yes, but he said in an interview that he meant to say, or like he found out that it was your sympathetic nervous system, Ooh. not your parasympathetic. So then in the lyrics when he was playing, this was like a tiny show at like a Hoboken college or something in New Jersey. And so it was a tiny room and it was just his acoustic set. And then he said like that he fucked up the lyrics um, when he wrote them. He's like, I meant to say your sympathetic nervous system or something. So whenever I was in like bio or psych classes, I'd never fuck up the two because of <laughs> knowing how he fucked up the two. So I was like, it's not your parasympathetic nervous system, it's your sympathetic nervous system. So it helped me that out. <laughs> <laughs> in a way that the song probably didn't help a lot of people. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people would find this song helpful in an emotional way, but you found a, a practical yeah. use for it. <laughs> Later on, I'll never forget. Um, I, yeah, besides thinking that the parts of it were funny, I, actually, I'll save that because you've got another AJJ song. But uh, Do I? You do. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's go to my next pick, which is Constant Headache by Joyce Manor. <laughs> say oh i forgot joyce manor um although like this album and never hung over again are really the only joyce manor albums that matter mm -hmm. um so so is this the one you would have put on if, yes okay i cool. actually made a squidward from spongebob video to this song actually no it was to beach community i'll show you after okay yeah that i feel like that fits because it's underwater, but... No. Could I tell you the premise real sure. quick? Uh, I know this is going off hometowns that's and into Spongebob, um, but it's like fine. in Beach Community, there's a lyric that's like, it's hard to admit, but you're always feeling alone. Yeah. And then there's a scene in Spongebob where Squidward gets trapped in that white like universe, and then they're like, alone, alone, oh. alone. <laughs> so I blended them together. That's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know how that popped into my head, but it did. Um, <laughs> so to go back to so constant headache <laughs> uh, before I have an existential breakdown <laughs> live on the podcast. Um, this always makes me think of this always makes me think of like my ninth grade crush mm. uh, who like, this is so stupid just cause it's like, this is a more adult song. I think not adult adult, but this is like a collegiate song mm. where it's like, uh, I've been in this situation in college, but I feel like it applies more to like my ninth grade crush where the idea of being like, you know, I I could hear you call, and so I stood by the couch, mm -hmm. you know. And I also think that line, maybe humans, not such a bad thing to be, is mm -hmm. a 
great line. I agree. I still like Joyce Manor. I really like this album. But why does it why does it remind you of your ninth grade crush? I think mainly because like I we were always kind of like a little bit flirty, but a little bit not. She didn't really like me back, but mm-hmm. she kind of liked me back. And like, I always remember there was a time that she just like made out with another guy in front of me. And that line, like I could hear you having sex, sex yeah. in the morning, whatever it was, right. you know, just because in ninth grade, you can only think in hyperbole and over dramatic where like, you know, basically my br- I'm still in ninth grade constantly mm-hmm. in my head. <laughs> so, you know, hearing that, it just reminds me of that. Yeah. Although I've also heard people theorize that this song is from the point of view of a dog, which I what? like that reading better. Yeah. They've said it's not, but I like that reading a lot. I love that. <laughs> Holy shit. Just cause like, you know, your love is foreign to me. Maybe yeah. humans, not such a, you know, right. Not a, that's crazy. Like a fucking abused shelter dog. Oh, I wouldn't think of it as an abuse. No, because your love is foreign to me because it's like oh. the dogs from a shelter. So it's never felt love. Oh, that's, <laughs> and this got more emo. <laughs> it went from being, oh, this is like fun. It's like a dog. It doesn't understand humans having sex. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, no. But you know what's weird about like, ninth grade and whatever we acted like we could relate to like living in an apartment with somebody else and like having sex but like we had to work around our parents being home yeah i mean i also always think of being in like ninth grade and thinking like oh i'm so mature you know i could talk about sex with my friends and then being like oh you know this isn't a thing that adults actually Mm -hmm. talk about except comedians yeah (laughs) um so you know it's one of those things where i'm Kind of like, oh, yeah, no one's actually mature when they're in ninth grade. Yeah, you know? it's true. So it's it's one of those things that it, it's funny to look back on. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go to your next pick, which is a love song, First Day of My Life by Bright Eyes. Oh, God. This is the first day of my life. Where I was born right in the doorway I went out in the rain Suddenly everything changed They're spreading blankets on the beach <laughs> um, Tell me about this um, Well, my, fir- uh, my first boyfriend when I moved to Pleasantville uh, Showed me bright eyes uh, and, and so you've been emo ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Bright Eyes is more, I don't know, I think it's I really, folk. kind of, yeah, I like Bright Eyes a lot because um, his lyrics are really amazing, Connor Oberst, yeah. and, you know, he's kind of a crybaby, but I think he's very, very talented, so I've never really grown out of Bright Eyes, I like but I don't listen to them actively. How do you feel about, have you listened to Connor Oberst's new stuff? Like, define new. Um, the stuff he's put out under his own name. Oh, yeah. And or um, Better Oblivion Community Center. I haven't heard them, but I've heard the Mystic Valley Band and Connor Oberst and the Mystic Valley Band and some of his other ones. Monsters of Folk, maybe? Oh, yeah. <coughs> I didn't um, like them. I'm not really a Bright Eyes fan, mm-hmm. but I am. A, I like the, what's the album? Is it Salutations? 
think so. Yeah, because he did two. One was like full band. One was just him. Uh-huh. I like the one that's just him more because it's yeah. more raw and emo. But I also, uh, Better Oblivion Community Center is awesome. It's him and Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually did a cover of Human by The Killers. Yes. And it was phenomenal. It makes me cry every time I listen to it. They did a lot of like interesting covers. They did uh, "Shallow" at one show. Really, that I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they they really twist things, and interestingly enough, I think the Killers has also covered "Bright Eyes." They covered the song Four Winds" by Bright Eyes, and so like Connor Oberson and Brandon Flowers from the Killers kind of have some weird like crossover yeah. love story with each other. Well, they were both pretty big names in indie at the same time. Probably. Like, you know, I feel like the killers blew up to like this massive level at around the same time that Bright Eyes never got to the arena rock level, but mm-hmm. was still pretty big. Right. I agree. But the killers were pretty much so much more um, hi fi yeah. and like, th- I think, different crowd. But the thing is, if you listen to the lyrics of Human, like Phoebe Bridges and Connor Ober singing it, it sounds like it could be a Bright Eyes song. Like, the lyrics are very similar to the way. It's fair. Tell me yeah. about first day of my life now. Well, I so I pretended to like bright eyes um, <laughs> until you actually did. Yeah, like at first I had a crush on my boyfriend and I wanted to impress or <laughs> a crush on my ex boyfriend and I wanted to impress him. So um, somebody posted a bright eyes song on Facebook and then he was commenting about bright eyes. I was like, oh, I love bright eyes. So on our first few dates, I had to pretend like I knew what I was talking about nice yeah so that's my memory of bright eyes and then i listened to bright eyes a lot for my last three years of high school and then a little into college too i always think about how this has kind of become the de facto like hipster wedding song oh god a a little bit have you ever been to a wedding with this song no but i've I've read it on the internet (laughs) none of my friends have gotten married yet so that's good that's when it all goes downhill probably Um, but anyway, let's go into my next pick, which is Mexican Guitars by the Menzingers. say what I want to say when we get to your Menzinger song but uh this song for me always makes me think of my friend Becca who um you know we 
we bonded in high school a little bit over our sh- like theater, but also like our shared taste in music, mm-hmm. being into bands like Panic at the Disco and My Chemical Romance and like really emo bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then hearing this song being like, you were my old friend, uh, the kind I could confide in and drink with on random neighbor's porch steps mm-hmm. makes me think about coming home from college and like, admittedly like Becca didn't come home a lot from college where like she would like stay for the summer or be like, I'm taking a class. And you know, there was a time that it was kind of rare for us to get together. And like now she's living in Westchester again. Mm. So like, you know, (laughs) see her (laughs) relatively frequently now, (laughs) but like, you know, I was like, Oh, this is, you know, this is one of those things where we just kind of sit around and drink and Mm. hang out. And, you know, talk about kind of the bullshit that our lives have come yeah. to. Right. Um, so, yeah. And I, Menzingers still do that for me. I mm-hmm. I adore the Menzingers. I, uh, I post about them a lot. Yeah, they're, they're very uh, nostalgia for me. And I don't mean that in a bad way to say that they're bad yeah. or anything. But, yeah, they were a big part of my junior year of high school. Yeah. Um, I... I admittedly always feel a little bit like a poser because I came in when Rented World came out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there for uh, After the Party mm-hmm. <laughs> or not After the uh, On the Impossible Past. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now, looking back, I'm like, oh, On the Impossible Past is the, the classic. It's the best album. Um, have you listened to the new Menzingers album? I've tried to listen to the new Menzingers, and like I said before, and as you can probably tell, I'm more of a lo-fi type yeah. of person, so I like On the Impossible Pass, and then there's, I don't know if it's an album or EP with Ava House on it. That's On the Impossible Pass, too. <laughs> oh, not Ava House. Uh, something about a bridge. It's like, uh, I don't know, but there's one other Menzingers album I like, but not really the pop oh. side of them. It's um, not uh, Hold On Dodge, the EP, is it? Sunday Morning? Maybe. It's like a reddish EP. Um, I'll take a look at that. But for now, let's yeah. move on to your next pick, which is Twin Size Mattress uh, by the Front Bottoms. This is for the lions living in the wiry, broke down frames of my friends' bodies. When the flood water comes, it ain't gonna be clear. It's gonna look like mud. But I will help you swim I will help you swim I'm gonna help you swim This is for the snakes and the people they bite For the friends I've made For the sleepless nights For the warning signs I've completely ignored There's an amount to take Reasons to take more It's no big surprise You turn this way when they closed their eyes and prayed you would change and they cut your hair and sent you away you stopped by my house the night you escaped with tears in my eyes i begged you to stay you said hey man i love you but no fucking way that we could find something for you to do on stage maybe uh, which you talk about this first and then i'll talk about my bullshit. I guess I, we had a front bottoms phase. We'd all like go to front bottoms concerts in New York City and think that we were 
all cool for like taking the train and drinking on the train like fucking laws don't apply on the train like oh yeah we can drink beer on the train it's legal like we're on a train yet we're fucking 16 17 years old so those are the memories i have with the the front bottoms and i i didn't like them for that long maybe two years not even but they still have a place in my heart for sure admittedly uh the front bottoms now i i still really enjoy the front bottoms and there's some stuff from the more recent album that i do enjoy but i've found that since i don't listen to them uh, since i didn't like their last album nearly as much i haven't gone back and mm-hmm. revisited those uh, those two albums that mm-hmm. i really enjoy nearly as much as i'd like to but i think that like twin size mattress it's you know it's the big anthem it's mm-hmm. the their most popular song yeah. um and really flashlight is it more popular? No. It's, no? it's got to huh. be Twin Size Match. This is like the one they close every show with. Oh, okay. Um, although now I think they'll do it like they're going to, we're going to do this at the end of the main set and then we'll do an encore oh, of okay. whatever we want. But, uh, yeah. um, but uh, the, I always, this also kind of reminds me of that year that I saw the front bottoms and like, you know, just kind of like having a lot of like, breakups and stuff that mm-hmm. year because the year I got into the front bottoms was the year after me and my long-term high school girlfriend broke up mm-hmm. and like that was a bad relationship you yeah. know like I, you know <laughs> the, the like at the time I was like super happy it was over and like ready to move on and then like you know i was like oh i'm gonna be single and i'm gonna be amazing at being single and Mm -hmm. i wasn't (laughs) um and then like just i remember getting my heart broken being like that line where he's like she hopes i'm cursed forever to sleep on a twin size mattress i'm just like oh that's uh that's real (laughs) yeah so for sure every time i smell bad and i want (laughs) to um Every time I smell bad in a public place, I always think of the lyric from, I think, a different song that's like, um, what is it like? She washes herself with hand soap in a public oh, bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do that. Oh, <laughs> the line from uh, Maps. Oh, yes. okay. Cool. Uh, that's, yeah. I That line I've never, hasn't resonated with me. Although, admittedly, I'm Maps isn't one of my favorite front bottom songs. Me neither. It sound, the intro to it sounds like The Sims 2. Like intro music, Kinda, it's like yeah. do, 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 no, do. not intro music. The uh, when when you're in the build by mode, yeah, yeah. So that always pissed me off. But I yeah. I had like a moment when I really fucked hard with it, but then like I was like, oh fuck, I'll have songs mm-hmm. that like there will be like a day that I'm like this is the best thing ever, and then I never want to hear it again. Right. Same. Um, and usually it's a popular one like that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but m- let's go to my next pick, which is uh, Wave Goodnight to Me by Jeff Rosenstock. Oh. I used to walk out to the docks in spring and drink tall boys on the rocks by the water under the watchful light of day glow craze and spread like flies from corner to corner. Wave goodnight to me. Yeah, 
I just I used to listen to him in college. I'm curious how it ties into your hometown. Um, I used to go down to the docks in spring and drink Tall Boys by the rocks by the water. Is the dots? Docks. Oh, oh. Um, which I don't go down to a dock, but I would go down by the water. <laughs> like and where? Drink Tall Boys. Uh, do you know? Actually, you might not, since it's not your station. Do you know the Scarborough train station? No. So it's 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 the Hudson line. Um, and it, it's still my train. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a real head, you could <laughs> go down there at 6 a.m. some mornings, and uh, I'll be there waiting to get on. Really? Um, <laughs> but it's right on the water, and I would uh, that kind of was my go-to spot. Like, if I was, like, hanging out with friends or, like, if I, like, was, like, going with some, like, random Tinder girl, I'd be like, mm-hmm. let's go, like, get a tall boy, sit down by the water, and, like, drink and have fun. Classic. In and, high school? Uh, mainly college. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, just, uh, I would go and I'd hang out there in high school, but, you mm-hmm. know, the, the drinking down by the water is right. really kind of what got me with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. I used to do that at the Tarrytown waterfront. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's the same... Pretty much the exact same S- thing. Same emo, yeah. You know, by the by the water, romantic, yeah. Whatever. I, f- I feel like there's more people in Tarrytown usually, though. That's true. Um, but Probably, uh, I mean, I don't know, but from what you're saying, it, at least like if I'm thinking, if we're thinking of the same place, yeah. Um, there's also, um, do you know Sunset Cove in no. Tarrytown? It's, I don't know if you could call it a restaurant, but it's basically like a bar. And it's right on the water, and it's nice, and it's That's cool, awesome. and like you know, it's I a it's a really nice view. It's probably closed now because it's fall, but uh, oh, summertime. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a cool place though. I yeah. ten out of ten would recommend. I'm sure it's open. They can't just like close. Uh, it's seasonal. I don't. Uh, yeah, you, there's good. not an indoor part. <laughs> oh, okay. so yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I should have clarified <laughs> that. Um, but let's go on to your next pick, which is also a Menzinger song, which is Gates. Just to read them when you get old 
I always tell people it's okay if there's crossover in our playlists. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone sends me something and tell and like I was thinking about it, I won't put it on. This mm-hmm. is the first time that that's happened. And I what was do you mean? like, like if if I sent you a playlist and it had Gates on it, and you were like, "Oh, I wanted Gates," I'd be like, "Put Gates on. That's fine." Mm-hmm. Um, but if since you sent me your playlist first and I saw Gates, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to put Gates on. So like Mexican guitars was a stand in for Gates, uh, <laughs> which okay. I really wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Gates. Um, well, I remember I only went to I guess I saw I think I saw the Menzingers twice. But the time I remember went there, everybody lied about where we were going, probably. <laughs> and then um, there was a lot of moshing. I remember at the concert Um Gates was just it was such a staple like the lyrics it's still uh, a staple of men's yeah. shows I think I was thinking of it the other day where he said it's not hard to fall, fall for, for a waitress, waitress when you both smoke smoke the same cigarette that's and the line that <laughs> made me want it <laughs> yeah right and I, I used to I wrote a fiction piece when I was in college for an intro class and I kind of used that idea so that song really stuck with me. I just remember that concert very well. Yeah. I I mean, I've seen the Menzingers a bunch of times. So, like, I, each time they play Gates, because mm. they have to. It's yeah. probably, if not their most popular song, one of. Mm. Um, I also end up thinking of that line, it's not hard to fall for a waitress. Um, mainly that gets me thinking about my Sleepy Hollow Country Club days, just oh. because, like... I was working as a server and uh, like, you know, granted I smoked a little bit, but like none of the other waitresses mm-hmm. smoked, yeah, but that's like, surprising. Uh, I mean, the people smoked, but yeah, not really generally. Uh, I, well, cause like it was all seasonal stuff. So like, it was all like high school and college students. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of like a lot of people that were like, Oh, you know, I don't smoke. I wouldn't really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of like being in, yeah, I worked there for so many years. So like I've had a million different work crushes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just that was the first summer that I really like met a girl there that I'm like, oh, wow, I actually like really like you. And then I never asked her out oh. because I was a chicken. Do you uh, think she's going to listen to this? And then mm, I doubt it. And even if she did, she wouldn't know who she is. Oh. Um, <laughs> so. Sad. Eh, it, it, eh, no, it's I'm whatever. <laughs> um, she, it, it, we, this will narrow it down, but she worked there for a few years with me. And by the time, like, we were both on our last year there, I was like, it's a good thing that I never, <laughs> she, oh. not because she's, but I was like, I would get really annoyed with you yeah. <laughs> if anything panned out. But, you know, mm. but, you know, that sort of feeling and, you know, I, I just wrote about On the Impossible Past for Atwood Magazine in our um, roundup of top albums of the 2010s mm-hmm. and uh, talked about uh, Gates specifically and the line, happiness is just a moment. You oh. know, it, that hurts. It, 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 it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know, even like the line, you carve your name into the Paw Pack Cliffs where oh. like I think about going to... Um, Rockwood State Park, yeah, like with a girl, yeah, and like we like carved our initials into a tree. That's really funny because my friends and I went to to Rockwood, and 
wrote on the wall different dates of tragedies as if it was a time traveler. <laughs> 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 so it was like 9 11, and then the date of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. Yeah, romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I hope that that was before that I went I went with the girl where I carved my initials in so that I just know that it was there yeah. in the background. <laughs> but uh, let's keep on moving into my next pick, which is Near to the Wild Heart of Life by Japan Droids. <laughs> Yeah, Japan droids are kind of like that. Um, This song is kind of like motivate, kind of like the Bowling for Soup song, where it's motivation for me to leave town. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because this narrates Japan droids, you know, kind of like uh, reflecting on being a successful band Mm -hmm. and hearing. You know, they've got, like, the song about being, like, oh, uh, we're at the bar the last night before we leave for tour and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just end up thinking, like, when I leave Briarcliff, which mm-hmm. I hope is sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like the night before I move, I have to spend it, like, sitting at Lucy's, oh <laughs> like, till 4 a.m. Or Foley's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> nothing against Foley's, but I. But Lucy's has. Yeah, I I always go to Foley's when I'm like already drunk, and I'm like. Uh, right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's ironic that all of our pretty much all of our hometown playlist songs are about getting out of one's yeah. hometown or affiliated with thoughts about that. <laughs> it's a very pop punk feeling. I know. I mean, nobody from like New York City probably feels this way right like it's it's, you don't have a hometown it's like a home city right i guess so i know that some people yeah i i wonder about people that are like born and raised in new york city Mm -hmm. um one of my friends from college would be like uh he was like oh i don't want to live in new york city forever i want to like live here and then like move to like beacon or something Mm. and like right now he's living in new paltz and like you know he's uh, i saw him maybe a week ago and he said oh i'm moving to beacon in the summer and i'm like oh that's interesting you know good Mm. for you you know Mm. and i mean I don't know if he'll stay there. I don't know if he'll move back to the city eventually. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of where he's at right now. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But uh, let's keep on moving to your next pick, which is Brave as a Noun by AJJ. Go off the deep end. I can kill all my best friends. I can follow those stylish trends. And God knows I could make amends. But I've got an angry heart filled with cancers and pots. 
chew on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how much else I have to say about AJJ. That's fair. I the w- one thing I wanted to share about AJJ is I saw Sean Bonnet uh, this like maybe in the past year or so just him solo mm. uh he was doing some new songs and like he it, it was a cool interesting show because like shell shag opened and uh someone else opened and it was interesting but then he did it where he was like it's just me but then like towards the end he just brought up other people to play with him too mm. but like where I said I got into AJJ because I thought the songs were funny. Like now, like when I was sitting there alone, sober, watching the show, I was like, a lot of these songs are pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not exactly what I thought they were. Right. <laughs> so like this song, not really the song. I This song always makes me think of comedy where it's, mm-hmm. if this is how you folks make art, it's fucking depressing, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But Yeah. So. Yeah, that's very true. Um, let's n- keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is another Menzinger song, Chamberlain Waits. <laughs> got that big like gang vocally outro and chorus um i actually don't know why they put this one <laughs> i forget now <laughs> but what's, uh, a, what's a memory uh admittedly this so with this album uh, the probably my favorite time i saw the menzingers was in poughkeepsie mm-hmm. um what and it, small show at the chance and like this is after after the party came out so like they're a big band at this point uh but it was a small venue in my opinion so like i was pretty much like right up in front of the stage Mm -hmm. and they kept saying uh uh, you know i was really annoyed with the crowd because i fucking hate when you go to a show and like people start cheering for one song Mm. and like I kind of get it if it's a weird, obscure song, but they kept chanting for In Remission and Casey, mm. which I love both those songs, but those are two songs the Menzingers always play. Those are yeah. super popular. Um, and they came out They came out for the encore, and they said, we are going to do Casey and In Remission, but we have a little bit more time. Is there anything else you guys want to hear? Mm. And 
I was going into the show knowing I want to hear timetables, mm-hmm. which is from this album. And yeah. I just went and I started screaming timetables. And like my friends that were with me weren't really big Menzingers fans, but knew I wanted to hear timetables. So they started screaming timetables. And he was like, I heard timetables. <laughs> and he played it. <laughs> and they played it. Played and I was it. like, this is this is awesome. And like I lost my shit. And that was what I needed that summer. So. Oh, Cool. That's a good story. <laughs> Sounds like there were a lot of times you needed something at a concert. I I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I went to see the Wonder Years last night and uh, oh really? I, oh yeah. I really yeah. needed it. <laughs> um, but uh, let's keep on moving. The, your next three, I have no familiarity with. Like I, I I've listened to them obviously, yeah. but like I did not know going in, um, which I can't even read the full title. Oh. Your next pick is Misanthropic Drunken Loser by Days and Days. What? I don't even know what that song is. Oh. Oh, no. That might have been an accident. If it's an accident, that's fine. I I thought it was cool. It's folk punky. Wait, wait, wait. That was totally an accident. Oh, man. Oh, my God. What the fuck happened? (laughs) Oh, Oh, wait. Is this a playlist radio I'm on? That's not on mine. Are you sure you're not on the radio version? I am definitely not. Hold on. I'm pulling this up. Because I don't have anything after Gates. Wait, really? No. Oh, shit. Never mind. Um, So was Gate? Maybe it did. But we did skip over one. What did we skip? We skipped over Harvey by Alex G. Shit, we did. Okay. Did tell you me listen to that one? I did. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Um, I don't know how that happened, but okay. Tell me about weird. Harvey. Um, <laughs> maybe you added to it by accident? I definitely... Well, no, you I didn't couldn't because I don't use Spotify, but oh. like, maybe radio... Okay. Yeah. I hate Spotify. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> okay. Tell me about Harvey. <laughs> um, it's just a song that my friends would listen to in the car and uh, my friend group would always play it even though my best friend specifically would ask this like she would say this song makes me sad do not play this song but no like all the indie kids wouldn't listen because they just were kind of disrespectful so they'd play it anyway uh so i have those affiliations with uh that song but i really like it and i like how he uses like i don't know if it's a kazoo or something but in the beginning it kind of sounds very childish I still love Alex G. He was really monumental, like a monumental artist to me from like my hometown, but then it transferred over to college and like stayed with me even till now. I, I admittedly haven't gotten into Alex G. I, I do feel like he's kind of having a moment right now or like maybe like a year or so ago just because like I think he's gearing up to release something or did he just put something out? He just did. Okay. He's been putting out a lot consistently. Yeah. Um, But so I feel like there was like maybe like a six month span that I heard a shitload and then like 
admittedly, I don't think I had heard this song, mm-hmm. and it really kind of subverted what I thought about Alex G going really? in because, like, I was kind of thought of him as a little bit of like a fuck now. Am I? I feel like I'm gonna say the wrong person, but no. Mac, uh, I I always thought of no, him as like a Mac DeMarco con- contemporary. Yeah. Um. He. I think and they I think they might on tour together. Possibly. Yeah. Um. But hearing this, it it reminds me more of like bedroom pop and like mm-hmm. emo and you know, like I said before with porches, like adult mom, mm-hmm. sort of. And I pleasantly like this song. The downside is it. it Granted, this is just the frame of mind because yesterday I wrote an article for Newsweek about uh, the the comic that confronted Harvey Weinstein. Oh, so I oh. kept thinking of Harvey <laughs> Weinstein when I heard this. That's uh, really funny. I've never even thought of that. But, you know, but that's just circumstance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So do you have anything else to say about Harvey? I mean, I do Not associate Weinstein. it with my best friend feeling bad, but at the same time, I'm like, I love this song. And <laughs> I... I just, I love Alex G. I see him play a lot. So he's like, besides Modest Mouse, I guess one of the only bands that stuck with me that I consistently listen to, even more than Modest Mouse, honestly. Nice. Yeah. He's, all his music's really versatile. So reminds me a lot of my senior year of high school. That's fair. Yeah. I dig that. Um, let's, so... Admittedly, I put a lot of things on this because I was trying to fill space because yeah. I thought your playlist was longer than it was. So oh, now I thought you said 10 songs. I, I, but it sent the radio. I, I still have like four more listed for you. Do That's you want to hear the, what the are rest they? that yeah. are listed? Uh, so it was Misanthropic, uh, Drunken Loner, More About Alcoholism by Ramshackle Glory. I mean, I know that song and it was important, but I did not add that. It, Paul, uh, 10 Things by Paul Barabo? No, I must have sent you a screenshot of the you, radio. Did I, I send screenshots? You, no, you sent, you sent me a link, but maybe it just automatically put them. I don't know. The last one, though, was Flashlight by the Front Bottoms. Oh, and like, I might have put that. Do you want to talk about Flashlight? Um, It's kind of the same as the yeah. others. It's like Front Bottoms, um, Junior Year. But so now I'm kind of... I'm torn. I'm torn between a couple of things because I'm only going to pick one. (laughs) Um, Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do... Let's do All My Friends Are In Bar Bands by The Wonder Years. stuck out to me uh really yeah <laughs> that makes me feel good i don't know if that makes as good <laughs> or bad <laughs> um i actually at first i was like 
uh, because I'm, you know, pretentious indie. And then I was like, I actually like this. Okay, cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I, this kind of takes me, I, this takes me back to like when I was first really getting into the wonder years, like end of high school and early college and like hearing this song, uh, where he he listed real things about his friends, and mm. he doesn't do that anymore for mm. obvious reasons. Uh, but hearing the song, just kind of like hearing like, oh, Max dropped out of college, and Jess is working three jobs, and mm. you know, it wasn't things I really related to totally at the time, but I felt like I did because I'm like, oh, he's just singing about what his friends are doing with their lives, and then you know what he's doing and you know the iconic i'm not sad anymore (laughs) um and you know kind of it's kind of funny how life has panned out Mm -hmm. in the time since i first heard the song where i do have friends that drop out of college i Mm -hmm. have friends that work three jobs i have friends that are moving in together and like you know, friends that are working with their dads. And, you know, I always think of the line, uh, Josh says it smells like cheap beer and loathing here. And I'm like, <laughs> that's uh, how I feel anytime I'm at an open mic. <laughs> oh, um, true. So, yeah. And then hearing that big chorus where it's, it's like a who's who of like shitty pop punk bands where it's like the guy from Transit, the guy from Man Overboard, guy from A Loss for Words all singing, I'm not sad anymore, I'm just tired of this place. Mm-hmm. It's basically what uh, Fall Out Boy did with uh, What a Catch, Donnie. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that song. Classic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I don't know, The Wonder Years mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of like there's there's a million wonder your songs I could have mm-hmm. picked for this. And I yeah. just kind of chose this one cause it f- feels like a, where the bowling for soup song is a good intro about getting out. This is a good closing to kind of be like, all right, <laughs> you know, everybody's growing up. We're all stuck here and we're all tired. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And everybody's like, is it like everybody's in different places, but we're all still stuck here kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit. There's uh, there's one line that I really. Oh no, it's not even. Uh, it's not even on this album. But uh, he, the next album that the Wonder Years would do was a giant Allen Ginsberg reference, mm-hmm. and um, he took the line from America where uh, Ginsberg wrote, uh, "Burroughs is in Tangiers. I don't think he's coming back. It's sinister," and uh, he put in the line Rockies in the deep south I don't think he's coming back it's sinister and mm-hmm. I was you know there's aspects of that where like I have a friend that moved to I think he's in Lisbon right now mm-hmm. and he's like I'm like I don't know when he's coming back I feel like he will if he hears this that's not a dig <laughs> but I, I'm like I, I'm sure he'll be back at some point yeah. but yeah just kind of being like oh all my friend all my friends are in bar bands, except all my friends are stand-up comics. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But it's yeah. transformed into that for me. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. Um, so I guess that's I guess that's all of our songs. I was prepared for yeah. this to go like twenty minutes longer. Yeah. But uh, Aaron, thank you for coming on. Where can people find you? Um, Instagram uh, at Aaron McLaughs. I don't really use Twitter, but I think it's Aaron McGlock with a Z 
And then also, if you please could share the James <laughs> and the Giant Peach poster for sh the show at Lucy's and tag Kyle Massey. That's his Instagram. It's Kyle Massey. M-A-S-S-E-Y. <laughs> because we want Corey... Well, I want Corey in the house to come to the show. You want Corey in the house. I want Corey show. in the house. And we've been, like, sending hearts back and forth. I'm like, don't be fake. You know, come, <laughs> come to the to show. The show. Um, yeah. So, before I promote the show, you could find me on Instagram at James P. Crowley, on Twitter at James P. Crowley 68. Uh, Aaron is going to be on James and the Giant Comedy Show at Lucy's Laugh Lounge on November 23rd. I thought it was James and the Giant Peach. No, James. <laughs> it's, well, it, it's a reference to that, which is yeah. why it's like a peach yeah. on the poster. Okay. Um, but yeah, James and the Giant Comedy Show, November 23rd. Uh, get Kyle Massey to come. Um, <laughs> besides Aaron, uh, Gilbert Hernandez is on that show. Phil Valentine and Alex Kolar. Um, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's going to be a good. And if you use code JC20, it'll save you 20% on tickets at nice. lucyslaughlounge.com. Can Kyle Massey get in for free? If Kyle Massey comes, <laughs> I will let him in for free. But I would also ask Kyle Massey to buy tickets. And I would also <laughs> ask Kyle Massey to not use the discount code because I feel like he's got <laughs> enough money that. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> Exactly. He um, promotes bang energy, so he'd probably get some cash. I don't even know what that is. It's like a dumb energy drink. Oh, yeah. well. Kyle Massey, come to James and the Giant Comedy Show. Aaron, thank you for <laughs> talking about hometowns and emo bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll jam out with you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>